I forgot to use my mic. <laughs> this sometimes is very difficult for me to remember all the things, so I apologize. Ladies, gentlemen, glad you're here. <laughs> I have no idea if you heard anything I just said. So we are here tonight, um, Brianna and I, and we're going to tell you a little bit about what's been going on um, at the church and for Christmas. So I'm going to turn it over to Brianna to give you the lowdown on that. Good evening, everybody. Glad that you're here with us. Um, yeah, Christmas has always been a highlight at the Rock Church, and we have always done something to reach out to our Bibleville and Shift and C23 families. And so typically we can have a big event in the building, um, whether it's a service or a banquet or um, a special event, but we usually try to invite them here, and then we also take time as a mass kind of send-off from the church on a Sunday to kind of go visit all of our families, but we knew this year that we couldn't do that because of COVID, so we really needed the Lord to just give us his idea, his creative idea of how we could reach families this Christmas. And so as an outreach staff, we spent some time praying together and just asking the Lord um, for what he would have us do. And we just really felt like he downloaded to us that we were called to bring hope to life to their doorstep in a very unique, personalized way. We didn't feel like we were supposed to bring a generic gift to them where everyone got the same thing. We felt like we needed to pray and just really ask the Lord what he had for each one of our families. And then Pastor Dallas had the idea of calling it tailor-made Christmas, and we went from there. We just started praying about um, which members of our congregation we could pair with each of our families, which volunteers we could pair with them, and just asking the Lord, what, does, what do the families need? How can we bless them? How can, how can they know that they're loved and seen by the Lord and cared for by us and and personally met in a special way this Christmas. And so it was just amazing how um, God just led us as an outreach team um, to connect people together. Looking back, it was actually quite miraculous how some people ended together, ended up together um, that we never ever even knew there would be a connection or we didn't see what all, the Lord all had in store. Um, I think of one example where one of our young people lives with um, her grandparents and we were trying to think, okay, who in the congregation would connect with this young person? And so we had picked this really friendly couple, but it turns out that the Lord had more than just a connection with this young person. It was to connect a set of grandparents with another set of grandparents, and they connected so well that they want to meet for coffee in the new year. And so we just see how the Lord did that time and time again with our families. And so the goal of this was once they were paired up, we invited them um, to 
commit to praying for their families for the next six weeks, starting mid-December, and then to make contact either through phone or email and touch base to try to find a time where they could come to the family and bring a gift or bless them in some unique way or meet a need that the family had. And then the third thing, to follow up after Christmas and make a connection again so that that family could continue to experience support and care. And so every single home got a unique gift. Our congregation jumped in with both feet. Um, Our volunteers jumped in. It was so exciting. Um, And so we have 55 families represented by all of our program kids. Obviously, some families have multiple children in their programs um, from or in their (laughs) multiple kids from the different programs in their family. And so 54 out of the 55 families said, yes, we are good with this. Only one family was really wary with COVID and didn't want any connection. So 54 families were prayed for for the last number of weeks. 54 families received a special blessing or a gift, um, special interaction from someone to, to bless them this Christmas. And they will be followed up too as well. And so it was just a really beautiful time. Um, It was so neat to be able to have connection with our families in a deeper way and be like, hey, how are you doing? How are things going in your home? How can we bless you? How can we support you? And we had some families be very honest. We, We can't, we don't have anything Um, to be able to put a Christmas meal together. My kids aren't going to get one, or we don't have any furniture, or I would really like to bake with my kids to spend some time with them. And so they just verbalized their needs, and we were able to step into some of those places and bless them and, and give them a gift card so they could buy a Christmas supper, give them a Christmas tree so that they could have one in their home, and all these different ways that was just really personalized to them. Um... And now that it's January and we can't run program yet until we find out what the new COVID rules are on the 15th, um, our intention is to encourage our congregation members and our volunteers again to connect with those families. And, you know, what our heart is is that long-term, these families feel like they're a part of the rock and they feel cared for and they feel supported. They know who to call to ask for prayer. They know who to call when they need support. They have people that are walking with them in life. And we had a really cool thing happen even today where we had um, a young couple that got paired with a family for the first time. They had no connection. And all of a sudden, the family that they were paired with messaged them and said, could you please pray for my dad? Um, He's been rushed to the hospital with COVID. And so here, they didn't phone the church. They didn't, you know do any they didn't make any connections that way but they phoned the family that had been to their house this Christmas and connected with them in a meaningful way prayed for them shared with them um, gave them something and now that now there's that connection made where they want us to pray for their dad which is pretty special so I would ask you that you just quickly bow your head so we can lift up this young man Um, he they asked him Um, They asked that we pray for him. He's 66. But they asked, can we start a prayer chain? And we thought, what better way to start a prayer chain than on her story night? And so if we could just pray for him quickly. Lord, we lift up this gentleman that's been rushed to the hospital with COVID. And God, I ask that, that you would just surround him with your peace. God, you would surround his family with your peace. And God, that you would give wisdom to the doctors and the nurses to know how to help him. God, if he's having trouble breathing, Lord, we pray that... There would be healing for his lungs and his airways and that God, 
COVID would not take a toll on, it, on his physical body in a drastic way, but that you would intervene in this situation, Jesus, and just bring, bring and restore health to his physical body. And God, we thank you for this connection with this family as well. That's just so beautiful that they would reach out when something so troubling has hit their home. And so God, just be with them, we pray in your name. Amen. Thanks for stepping into that. So I'm going to actually, we're going to watch a video right now of some of the things that happened during um, this outreach this Christmas. So this was where we were planning what we were going to do and pray through it. So that was our staff meeting. Here we are dropping off furniture. That's my son Boston there. Uh, this was an outing with a couple kids. Another great outing on the front lawn with the Smurfs. That was a gingerbread house that was delivered and made by a family. And there's the Optimist Hill tubing outing. There's the group of, the, of a family with a family. And that's the Wonder Hub with a group of kids with outreach staff, Brooklyn and Roxana. It was um, a miracle month. We got to see so many cool things happen, and it was so much fun. I have to say that we would do that again in a heartbeat, and it was a reminder of how the Spirit of God can move us to step into each other's lives, even when there's so many social restrictions with covid God gave us new ways to reach people, and that was just a, a cool experience to have together. Um, we also had a miracle month. Many of you would have read this uh, somewhere in our emails, but we were praying for 110000 to be raised for expenses um, to end the year well in 2020. And miraculously, we had $101,000 come in in December. It was just a daily miracle. Truly, God provided. And we want to thank you who have stepped into that and helped us. We are so blessed. We're so feeling provided for. And um, we, we just want to invite any of you who are still wanting to participate and to be a part of uh, the Rock outreach ministries by involving yourself um, in a monthly gift. If you'd like to sign up for that, Lisa in the office can help you with that. And uh, it would be such a blessing to just know that things are provided for and we can keep doing whatever we can do, whatever um, the restrictions allow us to do. So, um, any updates on that, Brianna, that you want to mention? No updates. We don't know what we're doing quite yet, just like the rest of the world. So um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We're praying, and we know God will be faithful to just uh, keep leading us. So uh, without, oh, before we go to our story, I just wanted to say thank you to the tech team, and I wanted to give you a behind-the-scenes look into what it looks like um, with our Casey behind the desk there and Alicia behind the camera. So 
these are good times. Just a very quiet room. We miss all the friendly love in the room. Enjoy this uh, beautiful story with Lisa Hamp. Welcome, ladies. We're so excited to have her story uh, back here in the church. Well, we're excited, but we're going with the regulations to not be in my home, in my kitchen. Uh, but we're really glad that we can still record and send this out to you. I have a really, really precious conversation that we're going to have with Lisa Hamp. And she has spoken for her story before in the past. And it was so powerful to hear what God's done through um, a lot of, well, pain, suffering, sickness in her life. But the reality of who God is through that is very powerful. And I wanted you to hear about that, especially at this time as we continue to struggle through um, COVID and the restrictions that come with that and self-isolation, quarantine, all those big words that we never used to say before COVID. Um, so I've got my mask here and I'm going to wear it in between when um, Lisa's telling her story just to be very, very safe because she is one of those people that we want to protect as she deals with um, an immunocompromised uh, system as many others as well are struggling with. As, as Leah said, um, Lisa Hamp, um, I'm from Saskatoon. Um, I've been living with kidney disease since I was 16. <clears throat> I'm 55, so it's a long time. I've been on dialysis for 27 years. I had two years of a reprieve because I had a transplant, but that failed in 95. So I've been on hemodialysis for 25 years. That's a long time. I've worked very hard all these years to keep my body as healthy as possible. And the doctors believe that, uh, from medically speaking, that's how I've lived this long. So yeah, I do what I can and I'm still here. I want to talk about what happened this year. Um, in May, on my birthday, I every year just talk to him about it and praise him for the fact that I made it to another birthday and just plan my future with him. Uh, and this particular year, though, has been hard because... I've um, not been happy. I'm sick of dialysis. I was starting to get tired of going. And in the mornings on dialysis day, I'd wake up and think about all the things that I want to do that day and ultimately come to the afternoon when I start planning to go. 
and think, well, I have to think of something that I'm done by three o'clock. It was just really stressful to have to be focused on that three times a week. And I kind of had enough. After 25 years of going into the hospital for treatment, I, I was just had enough and I was getting angry. So that day I was out walking uh, by the riverbank and I just started telling the Lord from the time I opened my eyes what I hate about dialysis, what I hate about that day. And it was a long walk and he just was quiet and I just kept talking. And that's the beauty of him. We can be as angry as we want, but as long as we give that anger to him, he listens, he lets us. And it was getting close to the time of dialysis when I get the needles put in, and I get two needles three times a week for treatment. I was going up a, a bank, which happened to be one of the steeper ones, um, and pulling myself up on some of the trees along the path. And when I got to the point where I was telling him how much I hated getting the needles in and how stressful that was each time still, instead of saying needles to him, I said, and when I get the nails, and as soon as I said that, I was immediately brought to the vision of Jesus getting the nails pounded into his feet and pounded into his hands. And I felt his pain and I was overcome, not to compare his pain with mine, but just the presence of his presence and him getting those nails. I was so overcome that I just forgot my problem and was so connected to him that I had a peace that just wiped out any anger, frustration, bitterness, sadness. It was gone. I got to the top of the bank and I was on my knees in that moment overcome when I got up to keep walking back to the car I was lighter by the time I got to the car I was a different person wow. so since then every treatment is the same there's nothing different about any day What's different, different is my um, my core, my emotion. I go in there not feeling bitter or angry anymore. And even the nurses have noticed that my countenance is better. That's incredible. So, yeah, that was... I needed that desperately. He met you. Yep. On that steep embankment. Even after so many years 
He's walked with me. He's been there through so much trauma. But even, even, even then, he's, he's still present. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. For 25 years, you have walked into dialysis and acknowledged that God is in it? Yeah, yeah. How do you know that God is in it? When I'm driving there and if something is going on medically with, with dialysis, I can pray about it. I can go there with some sense of peace and then I'm able to relax. And I've never dealt with anger about it until this past year. I just had enough. So I'm assuming that you've been prayed for many times to be healed. Oh my gosh. Since it, I was diagnosed, since I was 16. Yes, many, many times. So you believe in healing? I do. Physical healing? Yes. He hasn't healed the kidney disease. But there has been many, many, many times over the years. I've had 20-some surgeries since I was diagnosed. But every time I went in, there was lots of prayer for me. I prayed. I went in to all these surgeries just trusting him. And I could always, and this is amazing, simply to say always, but it's truth. I always saw light. There was darkness going into a trauma or knowing I was facing a trauma. But I always saw light and I was always able to think about, well, what am I going to do when I get past this? Well, this is what I wanted to do. I decided I wanted to run five, 5K marathon was my first. Then I did, had a major surgery and decided during that healing time that I was going to do a half marathon. So, but it, it's things like that. Like it just made a plan. And I couldn't have done that without believing that God has this. God's in control. And some people would say, man, Lisa, when you go into a, to a surgery, you always come out even better. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, but I just believed that I would get through this because I had all these people praying because I trusted him. That's beautiful. It's a really tough thing to believe in healing and then choose to see where God is still healing. Yes. Even in a different way mm -hmm. than you ask. Mm -hmm. 
And when I look at 25 years of that for you, that takes a great amount of faith and even more like a real intimate relationship with a God yeah. who does what he wills and still loves yeah. and still heals. Mm -hmm. how, um, how does intimacy come with Jesus to have that kind of trust? Oh, I love that you asked me that because as you were talking, I was thinking of the teaching that I had. And I started going to Bible study 17 years ago. I had been raised in the church. I had a relationship with the Lord as, as a child and a youth, and then I got sick. And I was not getting any healing. I had lots of prayers. Nothing was happening. So I left him. And I had a Bible verse that I chose when I was 13 and went through confirmation class. And we had to pick a Bible verse for our confirmation Sunday. And Romans 8:28 was very powerful. It came, I chose it, did not knowing the significance that it would have from the time I got the diagnosis when I was 16 and then my life to now. Even when I had left him, that verse would pop up every once in a while. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to those he has called according to his purpose. Wow. <laughs> Did that ever have a huge, and it still has an impact to me. But yes, I started going back to Bible study when I was 17 years ago at Rock of Ages. And that is where I learned about truly believing God, developing a personal relationship with him. And the Holy Spirit just woke the Bible up to me. And I remember reading it before and it not really having the impact that it has now, but there is an understanding that developed over the years as I made Christian friends who became very dear to me and who are always there when you need encouragement or when you need somebody to pray with. So my faith and my relationship with him through, through, my, through these last 17 years has been nurtured and matured and understanding and knowledge and recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's all about developing this relationship, but having a Christian-based, Christ-following team. Mm. Community. Community. So important. Yep. And this is a very challenging time when we talk about community. Yep. So you have had the privilege, I guess, of going before us and experiencing what it's like to be isolated 
Mm. And having plans that get canceled yeah. and um, just not being able to always do what you want to do. Yep. Now the world on a collective whole yes. is going through this. What can you tell us? <laughs> How can you help us <laughs> to go through a pandemic and come out the other side trusting that God still is in control? I think what's important, um, like for myself, I live on my own. Thank you, Lord, that I have a dog. But I think that it's important to recognize that this is a global thing, like you said. It's not a Saskatoon thing. It's not a people with compromised health thing. It, it affects everybody. And the thing that surprised me was in March when it was first diagnosed to the world or to here, um, when I was praying about it, I thought, Lord, how do I pray about this? How do you pray for the world? And he showed me this image when I was in prayer in the middle of my living room. I had my arms out and I was just asking him, what do I do? How do I pray? How do we pray? And he showed me the globe. <laughs> he showed me the world. And I envisioned him looking at it and how small it is, but how every single person in the world he saw. And it just seemed a little bit easier to pray for that vastness because it suddenly didn't feel so big. And I'm thankful for that because you live by yourself. You can get lost in your own little anxiety about it. But if you think outside of your life and outside of what you're going through, somehow it's not so isolating. And I hope and pray that people can recognize that and pray for the ones that are stricken and the protection of the ones that aren't. So this self-isolation that we're experiencing on a global level is something that is uncommon to us, but common to you. And that's what's really unique about having this conversation. Um, the fact that we can learn from you and that we can see that you've gone ahead and that God's love is big enough that nothing separates us from that love, that we get close to him, we draw close to him, he draws close to us. Mm -hmm. And your story is that, right? In the middle of those suffering moments, he drew so close. And, and I, I think it just brings a level of hope to all of us, as well as we get to pray. We get to pray in a really 
more specific way for people because we know that God can be in it and that he can use it even in the most unlikely ways like this. Yes. Us sitting here, um, just the three of us with Alicia at the camera. We would have never seen this coming. And yet there are going to be effects that we can't even see. As we go, I'm going to ask for you to pray for the people that are watching and the people that are struggling with, with self-isolation, with um, fear, yeah. with pain, and, and for those who have actually experienced the disease or a disease and are suffering and need hope for that. Would you pray for yes for those people, for all of us, for the world, on an individual basis, like God showed you? Please do. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your presence. No matter where we are, you are present. Lord, I pray for the people who do not know you or who are angry with you or who are in such a state that they are scared. Many, I believe, are scared. Father, I ask that you speak into their lives in whatever way that you do, that they will recognize your voice that they will be moved by your spirit. Father, they, they will have a sense of, of safety, even in these unsafe times with this disease. Lord, I lift up the people that are ill because of COVID or that are compromised because of their health. Father, I pray for healing. You are a God of healing. I ask for your healing. And I thank you for what you have done, for what you will do. Lord, I pray for the children. I pray, Lord, that as they don't understand why they're not with their friends or why they're not in school or the changes that are happening that they don't understand. I pray, Lord, that you give these ones a sense of peace and a special protection. Father, we thank you for all these things. We thank you, Lord, for the, the medical people I see them three times a week, the nurses, the aides, the cleaning staff, all the extra work that they have to do. Lord, and, and that they have to wear these masks. 
Father, please, we just ask that you give them the strength that they need, the encouragement that they need, and the rest that they need. We ask for so much, Father, but you listen and you receive and you do what you do and we thank you. We bless you. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. I, I am thankful that you took the time and even the chance to come here and meet with us and even in a place where you need to be very careful about where you are and who you're with this is a gift to us and it's a I know it's a sacrifice to um, step outside your door when there is risk great risk to you so we thank you for that and I hope and pray that your experience will really come into people's moments where they're fearful or unsure of where things are going. Um, I think it's just good. We need to bring the elephant into the room and talk about what's going on in the world today and, and not, not be in denial about what's, what's happening to people. So I appreciate your honesty Thank you. and your vulnerability. And ladies and gentlemen, because we have room for everyone now that we're online, uh, we miss having you in this room and we miss the shoulder to shoulder kinds of um, being together, which is so strange that it feels weird now to sit next to people. Um, this too shall pass. One day we will get back to that and we will eat together and we yes. will be in the same room and worship and all of the things that we did pre-COVID. Yes. Thank you for continuing to watch. Thank you for continuing to give so that the programs for the children and the youth can continue here at the Rock Church um, for the outreach ministries. We are humbled by your support that we can keep doing this, um, even with regulations galore and masks. May you be blessed, and we will see you again next month, February. I have one thing to say in closing. I want to say that the Lord has brought me to a place, uh, and I want to encourage people that I think and I want to believe that at the end of this, that when COVID gets straightened out, there'll be more people drawn to him. I think people are seeking something to believe in, someone to believe in. And I really believe that people will be drawn and are being drawn closer to him or to him and that there is more prayer being said. And there's a certain level of joy that I get from believing that. So I pray that you all will find peace in that. Even in the struggle, 
the Holy Spirit gives us a deep sense of joy. And so I pray that you find that joy. That more people will follow him. He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Leah. I enjoyed talking to Lisa that day, and um, last month we talked about nudges of our hearts and what happens when we listen to the nudges that God uh, gives us. And I, I just wanted to let you know that that conversation came out of a nudge, um, and I began talking to, I began having Lisa's name run through my mind uh, for about a week, and then um, I finally texted her and said, hey, do you want to go for coffee? And within 30 seconds of sitting down to the table um, to talk with her, she started telling me the story about the nails and the needles. And when she was um, celebrating her birthday with, with God, walking through the, the paths by the river here in Saskatoon. And it was just such a confirmation to me that that story was for us and for this time. So I believe what Lisa said is true. More people are looking and need to know their Savior. They feel the nudge of their hearts. And more people are praying. More people are praying for the world. More, praying, more people are desperate for God to do something in our world today. And so we say yes and amen to what God has for us and for you ladies and gentlemen that are joining us. We look forward to that. And uh, it's going to be hope-filled. So um, you can give online. You can recurringly give online. Uh, you can chat with us a little bit more. And you can also ask for prayer. We invite you to do that every time. And we are continuing to pray for you throughout this month. Yeah, that's so good. Um, that was such a great encouragement. Um, those of you ladies who are chatting with us and saying hi and, and letting us know you're here, thank you so much for doing that. It's just more fun than sitting in an empty room, not knowing who's listening Definitely. or who you're talking to. And so um, thanks. It's, it's, it's a, a highlight of these nights is seeing people's names on there. Um, we are having a prayer and fasting week next week as a church. And we want to just set aside some time. We do this every year just to um, die to ourselves and seek the Lord and just ask him what his vision is for us personally, but also corporately as a church and how he would, we, we just want the year to be bathed in his will and his plans. And so just to take that time to surrender and to listen and to give space for, for God to really orchestrate what he wants to unfold in this next year. So we would just invite you um, to pray for us during that time. You're also wel welcome to join us in that time if you would like. We will be having some prayer meetings every night at the church, um, socially distanced, small groups. Um, but yeah, let us know if you're interested in joining in any way. And one of the things that we would ask you that you be praying for in January as well is just praying for our families, praying that when our um, congregation members and volunteers reconnect with our families this month, that, that, that there would be that same openness 
um, and willingness to connect that there was before Christmas and that we could step into their lives in a, in a meaningful way in this month as well and know how to do that with love and gentleness and just, um, just really um, conveying God's heart. And so please be praying for our kids and our youth. We hate when we can't see them for weeks at a time. Um, we touch base with them as best as we know how, but it's just not the same as seeing them face to face. So if we would just ask that you cover them and their families in prayer for this month. Yeah, we do. So keep watching. We will be announcing our February speaker as soon as we know who it will be. It shall be, we're praying into that and uh, waiting to hear back from some people. And we know that it'll be God's timing on that as well. So be blessed and happy new year 2021. How crazy is that? God bless you. See you later. <laughs> Did I say see you later? Can we get that? I thought she was saying bye, so I just wrote, I Waiting, waiting for the sun to rise, hoping, hoping I could see your light calling, calling out to you in the night. Reaching, reaching out to find a home, believing that my strength is not just my own, trusting that I'm not alone in the dark. But taking over, pushing forward, there's no limit to where we'll go. We'll fly higher, we'll grow strong.
Music dollar from all my unruly notes. The distance is distant, it's moving close. Now I see, erase the scales from my eyes. Then play the scale of my life. Chaos played off with a chord and a chord with a source prevented through striving. I've tasted suffering, I've been embraced by the painful buffering. I've been bound by doubt so loud right now. But a melody is made when you play these rusty keys. So we all gotta get pressed, tuned up like instruments. But I know all of life's deeper with sad whenever we remember this.
A king adorned in splendor, robed in glory, but a baby in a manger born to save. Not a warrior who fights his way to power, but a friend who faced the cross to set us free. You are with us, you are with us in every moment. You are with us, you are Jesus, you are Jesus in every moment. You are with us. Promise to 